If you're in the market for a new home, you might think that real estate agents are just for the seller. But buyers with real estate agents are smart shoppers, and the seller pays the commission. But buyers beware. Before you choose an agent, read our story. Choose agent carefully before buying a house when you hit MoneyPit.com. Just click on Ideas and Tips, then click Repair and Improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair questions, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. You got a question about your home improvement project? Need some help with those uh, spring cleaning chores? Call us right now at 888-666-3974. We'll give you the answer to your home improvement question and a chance to win a great prize. Yeah, and you know what? Many of you are taking on your spring cleaning. It's coming around. Everybody wants things to be nice and fresh. And as you take on your annual spring cleaning festivale, remember that dust and pollen aren't the only things that can make you sneezy and sniffly. If you or your kids seem to be sick a lot, you might want to make sure that mold isn't the culprit. Absolutely. Mold is definitely a scary four-letter word. And, you know, it's been in the news a lot lately, not only because of the financial concerns of getting rid of mold, but most importantly because of the health concerns as well. We're going to talk about a place this hour that you might not realize mold can be a haven, and that is the addict. When we interview Jeff May, he is a mold expert and author of the book, My House is Killing Me. So you don't want to miss this. You'd be surprised what Jeff and actually... I have found inside the attic of a sick house. Really? What'd you find? We found mold where no one ever thought it could exist before. But that's much later. Ah. Right now, call us at 1-888-MONEYPIT. We've got a great prize to give away this hour, Leslie. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of spring cleaning, we've got a vacuum, something that'll help you tackle all those spring cleaning chores. Our prize this hour is the Bagless Vax X5. It's got a HEPA filter. It's worth almost 300 bucks, and it could be yours if we answer your question on air. So call us up. $300 $300 vacuum given nice away on the show of the program. One eight 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 Money Pit. Who's first? Mitchell in Florida finds the Money Pit on WWBA, and you want to put a fountain in your yard. Do you think it's going to be the fountain of youth, Mitchell? <laughs> I hope so, because I want to make my wife happy. <laughs> <laughs> what a good man. Which will make you younger. Uh, yeah. That's how hey, it guys, works. I need, I, need, <laughs> I need your help. Uh, uh, I've not had any experience doing this before, and I've got it on my honeydew list. She has two things she'd like done. A little fountain in the front by the sidewalk that goes to the front door, and a more complicated in-ground small fountain. I don't have experience in, in doing either one of those things, and I wondered if you could just get me started. Well, I've done larger sort of water features where you dig out an area of earth in the shape of however you'd like your fountain area and your little lake area to be, whether it's a small pond or a larger fountain feature. You can do that, and they get a lot. They sell a lot of kits at these home improvement centers. You can get a kit that includes a liner and the pump, and the pump is really all you need. You'll be surprised how simple it is to actually make a, a water feature work. And if you wanted to put one in the backyard that was a little bit larger, you would dig it out however you wanted, fill it with a liner, and then what you'll need 
need is you'll need a pump that's going to shoot the sufficient amount of water to get however high up whatever your fountain is, whether you're just spraying the water up and out of the pond area or whether you're building it up in rocks and then having the water trickle down. There, So there's a variety of pump pressures. So you kind of need to sort of experiment with how much pressure you need to reach whatever it is that you want to create in your water feature. And they're actually much more simple than you think. Let me, let me ask you one question. I'm sorry. Uh, would you need a permit for something like that, do you think? Oh, that's a good question, but that's going to vary by town. Um, some places are, are going to ask for a it? permit. It might, yeah. <laughs> some places might ask for it and some places might not. But you might want to uh, place a call to your local code enforcement officer and uh, maybe do it from your like neighbor's house. <laughs> and say, if if one were to put a uh, fountain in one's back or front yard, would one need a permit? Hypo- hypothetically speaking, of course. <laughs> but listen, Mitchell. Seriously, if you're going to put those those water features in and they're going to run in pumps, you want to make sure that whatever circuit you run to power them is ground fault protected. That's a special type of circuit breaker that detects any diversion of current to a ground source and is especially important in uh, that specific type of location. How old is your house? It's six years old, and Tom, I've got power that goes to the front and to the back, but it, I don't think it's what you're, you're talking about. Okay, well, there's two ways to put that in. It can either be at the outlet itself, you could replace the outlet with a ground fault outlet, or if it happens that both of those are on the same circuit, could you, could re- it. you could replace the circuit breaker with a ground fault circuit breaker that protects the entire circuit. But that's really oh. important. You don't want to take a chance on doing it any other way because, see, the way a regular circuit breaker works is it really detects heat. And, it, you know, if, if the circuit's a 15-amp circuit and you're pulling 16 amps and it, and it heats up, it trips off. But if you're part of that circuit that's heating up, you know, you could be seriously injured or killed. Now, a ground fault detects a diversion of current to a ground source. In fact, if only two one-thousandths of an amp goes to a ground source, it shuts it off instantly, and that's not enough to hurt you. So that's why that particular type of protection is important in a water location, not only where you have fountains, but your bathroom and your kitchen, even your basement and your garage. Now, in a six-year-old house, I'm willing to bet you have some of those circuits now. If you don't, they should be added to all those locations. And if you're going to have an electrician in to do that, you know, you might as well make your honey-do list for that guy up and get it all done at once, even if he's big and burly and weighs 400 pounds. Okay? <laughs> you guys, thank you so much. I wasn't sure what to do, and you gave me a great place to start. Thank you. You're welcome. Enjoy thank it. you so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Boy, Tom, if you need permits to put in water features, there are many homes that have been on while you were out that have illegal water features. Listen, you know, in some towns up where I live, you need permits to put wallpaper up. I guess it depends <laughs> on how much how much permit income the local the local town needs. I'm sorry, is that a vinyl or a paper? <laughs> oh, mm, vinyl? Can't no. Let, can't let you have oh, it. it has those big ugly flowers. Oh, we charge no, you more no, for no, that. No, no. Oh, it's mylar. Mm-mm. You need a time machine for that. One eight 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 Money Pit. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Call us with your home improvement questions, your do-it-yourself dilemmas. Sandra in Florida has a question about carpenter ants. Are you seeing them around? Are they leaving their tools everywhere? Yes, they certainly are. <laughs> and they're not saws and hammers. <laughs> uh, I have a four-year-old home. Uh, we had it custom built, and about. The end of October, we started seeing carpenter ants on the lanai and around the pool area. Okay. Uh, we do have uh, quarterly. We have uh, uh, bug exterminator people that feed the lawn and uh, spray for bugs and so forth. So I called them. 
they came out and did what they said was going to take care of the problem. Which was what? What exactly did they do? Um, they put granules all the way around the perimeter of the pool cage and on the outside wall of the family room, which faced the yard. And then two weeks went by, and we started seeing them in the family room. Because they, they, they came inside. Nope, they weren't. They were not coming in the uh, sliding glass door. Okay. All right. So they came out and they worked their deal again. Uh, they put some kind of liquid all around the perimeter again. Now we no longer have them on the pool cage. We only have them in the family room. This went on and on until the week before Christmas, and I was seeing the family for Christmas Eve dinner and. I had them all over. Well, listen, the good news here is you can get rid of the ants. I don't know what they're using, but they're not using the right stuff. I would recommend a product called Termidor, T-E-R-M-I-D-O-R. And Termidor is a non-detectable treatment for insects. And what a non-detectable is or an undetectable means that the ants don't know that the product is there. And when they don't know it's there, they basically plow through this stuff. Once it's applied, they get it on their bodies. And then most importantly, they take it back to the nest where they pass it to all of their ant buddies, all of their ant carpenter ant buddies. Just like they share their tools, they share their termidor. <laughs> and eventually, it kills the entire nest. Any other type of treatment is only going to give you a, a temporary effect. But if you use something like termidor, you're going to get rid of them once and for all. Well, so last would... month they came and they dug around every ornamental tree, bush. Uh, They removed the dirt that was alongside of the wall of the family room. Uh, I mean, they they put a a thing that much looks like a pressure washer down into the ground and puffed some kind of... uh, Yeah, they trenched it. Sounds like a termite treatment. Well, listen, you as the homeowner are, have a right to know what product they're installing in and your house. And they should be writing that on their receipts. They, they should be should On be. the invoice, should be telling you exactly what treatment they used. And, and how much of it they used and what it's supposed to do. You need to be more better educated about the products they're putting in around your house. It sounds like you're, you're not getting the information that you need. Let me give you a website to look more into this particular product because I've used it personally and it's something that has to be applied by a professional, but it works very, very well. It's made by BASF. They really know what they're doing. T-E-R-M-E-D-O-R-E? No, T-E-R-M-I-D-O-R, termidorhome.com, termidorhome.com. Termidorhome.com. And you'll see that it's a product that's designed for both termites and ants. And on that page, you click on the ant control button, and it'll tell you how it's used for ants, Okay. Okay, thank you so very, very much for your help. I greatly appreciate it. You're welcome, Sandra. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. If you have a question about your home improvement project and maybe it includes some insect control, we'd be happy to take that some call right now. Uninvited guests, if That's you will, right, for dinner. <laughs> you know, if the carbons aren't going to build your house and uh, the termites are going to eat your house, I don't think that either of them should be welcome. Yeah, in your they house. both don't sound very. They don't sound very useful. Not, not really. So let's <laughs> keep them out. One eight 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 Money Pit. Hey, Money Pit listeners, as you tackle your spring cleaning to-do list, don't forget your kitchen appliances, especially your stove. That's right. Not only is a dirty stove not fun to look at, spills left under the burners can actually reduce the stove's heating efficiency. Up next, tips on the right way to clean your stove.
Dear John Deere. I just love my new John Deere 100 series riding mower. I was positively thrilled when I felt the added performance of that exclusive John Deere engine powered by Briggs and Stratton. And when I saw how great my lawn looked, I got so excited I mowed every lawn on the block. And now we just have to figure out who wins the Yard of the Month award. All the best, Hank. Find a retailer near you or check out the new 100 series at JohnDeere.com today. I have learned, the hard way, that you should never hang a bird feeder over your picnic table. I've learned that newly planted trees can support a hammock, but not a body. But I've also learned that, thanks to Vigoro Fertilizer, you don't have to be a genius, fortunately, to have a greener, healthier yard. Vigoro greens up in just 72 hours, but it also keeps guys like me from paving in the entire yard out of sheer frustration. Because Vigoro makes fertilizing simple. The instructions on the bag are actually easy to understand and easy to follow. You know exactly which kind to use, when to use it, and how. With Vigoro, it's amazingly simple to pull off a healthy green lawn. Get yours today exclusively at the Home Depot. And see just how Vigoro can make you look like a gardening genius. Even if you're not. Vigoro. Simply foolproof. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you... You'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools let you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. So I finally found the perfect house for you. Isn't it cute? Hardwood floors, remodeled kitchen, and look at that metal roof. Gee. <laughs> a metal roof? It looks so natural. It's gorgeous. Wow. Plus, metal roofing increases the value of your home and can reduce energy costs. Impressive. Now, about the kitchen. It's also maintenance-free and stands up to hail, high winds, and wildfires. So, ready to make an offer? Well, we'd like to look inside first. <laughs> really? Why? People who know about metal roofing love metal roofing. We call it investment-grade roofing because it adds value to your home and pays for itself many times over. In addition, it's built to endure for decades. To learn more, visit MetalRoofing.com. According to the authoritative Residential Cost Handbook, a home's appraised value increases by $1.35 per square foot when it has a metal roof. Do the math and see why durable, beautiful, investment-grade metal roofing makes sense. For details or to find a contractor, log on to MetalRoofing.com. portion of the Money Pit is being brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. Study after study shows that as homes become tighter and more energy efficient, more contaminants become trapped inside. April Air's technologically advanced electronic and media air cleaners are the best choice for maintaining healthy indoor air. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, one money pit Talking about some spring cleaning chores. Where do you begin, Leslie? You know, it's like I never know where to start. Do I take the drapes down? Do I want to refresh everything? Do I want to bring out my spring color pillows? It's like it's too many things. There's too many things to tackle. And if you're like me and you've decided to tackle these spring cleaning chores but you don't know where to begin... 
Why not start with your stove? Did you know that dirty stovetop drip bowls reduce the heating efficiency of the burner? So it's a good idea to clean or replace these drip bowls. And one thing you shouldn't do is cover them with foil, which I've oh, seen a, a real lot. Com- that's a real common thing. I mean, that's something that my grandmother used to do. You know, I see it a lot. When we travel around for while you're out, I see right. a lot of different things like that. A lot of foil. Sometimes people have really messy stovetops. Not to... You know, rat anybody out, but people do put the foil on top there. And actually, the foil can cause an electrical short in the stove or block the oven vent, which is often through the center of the back burner. So don't do it. And that's a good point. Yeah, with the electronic ignition, you're basically going to short out that ignition if you do that. And actually, come to think of it, that could be dangerous as well because you'd get a buildup of gas. And if it wasn't arcing properly, then that could be very dangerous. So Not a good idea to use that foil. Hey, another thing that you could check is your oven door to make sure it's closing tightly because the hinges sometimes can loosen up or the seals can wear out. Would you do Uh, the same thing like we suggest with the fridge by putting a dollar bill in there? mm, You know, probably, but I wouldn't leave it in because if you forget, (laughs) you're going to burn your money up and that would be bad. (laughs) Well, why not? It's another way to spend your heating dollars. (laughs) It's like you spend all that money on heating in the winter. Why not just burn your cash in the spring? Exactly. (laughs) Oh, now the heat's off. Let me just set this on fire. Well, the nice thing about appliances is some of those parts are very easy to get. You know, you can use some of the websites that are available that sell appliance repair parts. They have a lot of advice, a lot of direction on how to do the jobs. They're not really that hard to repair. And it's a good idea to check those, uh, check the oven, check the burner, make sure it's working properly. Hey, speaking of appliances, coming up in our next e-newsletter, we're going to bust some appliance maintenance myths. For example, Leslie, you've heard these, right? Are you really supposed to run the water when you use your garbage disposal? Are you? Well, a lot of people think that you have to, but the truth is that you don't have to. I've never in had fact, a disposal. In the years I spent as a home inspector, I used to get, the like, usually it was the, the lady or the man of the home that whose home I was inspecting for a potential buyer. They'd see me turn the, the garbage disposer on to test it. No, without, turn the water on! Right, without running water, <laughs> they'd be, like, flying across the room. You're going to burn <laughs> out! Like, let me give you a lesson about a new concept. It's called the ball bearing, you see? That's how these things work, (laughs) because you don't have to use water only to push the food down. How about this? Do you have to pre-wash the dishes before running the dishwasher? Yeah, I know the answer to that. Yeah, you know that, right? Yeah, it's because... How many arguments in your house have you had about that? Oh, my God. My mom used to get us all the time. You got to wash the dishes before you put them in the dishwasher. And then when I got a job at an ice cream store when I was like 14, and they saw me like scrubbing all the fudge out of the dish before I put it in there, they're like, just put it in the dishwasher. It it works. I was like, no, my mom told me. And they're like, your mom's lying. Well, the truth is that dishwashers today have something called a termidity sensor. And what the termidity sensor does is it senses how dirty the water is, and that's how it determines how much mud and muck and dirt. Yeah, but from what year forward do the dishwashers have this? That's a good question. Uh, I would say it's definitely been in dishwashers for the last five years at least, and probably a little bit longer than that, since they started coming out with Energy Star-rated dishwashers. And basically, if you have a newer dishwasher, you definitely don't have to pre-rinse. And frankly, if you have an older one, it's probably not helping you a lot anyway. So I say no. But anyway, coming up in next week's e-newsletter, we're going to bust some of those appliance myths. We have a lot more to get into. If you don't get the newsletter, please go to our website at moneypit.com and sign up because it's free. There's no reason not to, and there are additional chances to win prizes and get lots of great information delivered free to your email inbox every Friday morning. Yeah, and another thing that's free is this fantastic prize we're going to give away this hour to one lucky caller whose question is answered on air. And we've got the Vax X5 vacuum. It's designed to take the chore out of your vacuuming. It's got an easy-reach cleaning wand that extends 11 feet. So if you've got tall ceilings or 
dust on the fan. You can just reach up with that so you don't have to stretch or bend. It's got a 27-foot cord, which retracts with an easy foot control, and there's no bags. And you could win it if you call us right now, one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. David in West Virginia has an annoying problem. You've got a crack in your wall that keeps recurring. Tell us about it. Yes, well, it, the cracks keep coming from right where the bottom of the window is, two places in the section, and it's each time it's been filled, plastered, sanded, repainted over, and eventually it recracks in the same exact spot. Have you thought about putting a hinge in this place? <laughs> <laughs> I know. That would work good, right? Sounds like it. <laughs> so I'm not sure how to, what I can put in there to fill to keep it, cra- you know, stop it from cracking in the same place every time. Well, look, the, the place that it's cracking around the window is the weaker part of the wall, so it's, it's not unusual. When you have uh, patched this, uh, what kind of tape are you using? What kind of drywall tape are you using? Well, I actually have had people come and do it for me. It, are they doing you know, it with the paper they do tape? Labor, yeah, I mean, you know, carpenter guys have come and, I, you know, they've used tape and then they've also, I've seen them use the, the plaster itself. Yeah, well, the plaster itself doesn't help you with the crack. The, the tape, um, we have found, Leslie and I have found that the, the fiberglass, fiberglass tape works much better at controlling those cracks because it's stronger than the paper tape. Uh-huh. The plaster has absolutely no bonding strength whatsoever. I see. However, the the uh, fiberglass works pretty well, and to use that, you basically have to pull off the old tape, and then use fiberglass tape, which bonds across that area that's cracked, and then spackle over that. And if you do that and feather out the spackle from there, that makes it reasonably stable. It sounds to me like this is a very seasonal thing, and you know if that doesn't work, I'd say you ought to give up and just consider this charm of living in the old house. <laughs> well, that that's true. I mean, I've seen it from other people's houses in the older house. I mean, and it might... happens during the winter. Mm-hmm. And you might be seeing it around your door frames as well. Correct. Yeah, it's not unusual. You know, homes expand and contract seasonally, and they do develop cracks. I mean, in all the years I spent as a professional home inspector, I, I rarely saw a house that didn't have cracks. So I know it's probably annoying to you. The fiberglass tape is probably the best way to control it. Okay. Um, but if you don't want to go that trouble or if it does reoccur even after you do that, I would just, um, you know, chalk it up to, to good old-fashioned old house charm. Okay, I appreciate it very much. You're welcome, David. Thanks, Thanks. so much for calling us at the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Well, Leslie, let's talk about a four-letter word. Mold. That's mm, right. Scary. Every house has mold, but in some homes, certain types of molds can cause a lot of distress, a lot of injury, and a lot of harm to your health and to your financial well-being. Up next, we're going to interview an expert on that topic. Yeah, and actually our expert is Jeff May. He's the author of My House is Killing Me. And did you know that mold can actually spread like wildfire in your attic? So we're going to talk about that with Jeff up next. portion of the Money Pit is being sponsored by Peerless. If you're putting in a new bathroom or kitchen faucet, Peerless can help you with every step, including the hardest one, getting that old faucet out. For a complete undo-it-yourself guide, visit the Peerless Faucet Coach at faucetcoach.com. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. The website is moneypit.com. You got a question, you can pick up the phone and call us at 888-666-3974, or you can log on to moneypit.com and click on Ask Tom and Leslie. 
So, Leslie, let's talk about mold. No, it's too scary. Yes, it's a very scary four-letter word. It's too scary for me. It is? Yeah, I'm afraid. It leads to all sorts of problems, and then people have questions, and I get frightened. Well, there is a, if you have it in your house, there's a, probably a pretty good chance if you're trying to sell, the deal could absolutely fall through because sellers panic at the thought of mold and wonder what it's going to cost to get rid of them. And buyers are absolutely frightened by it. And home inspectors want to stay away from it. <laughs> there's a lot of financial concerns and many homeowners also have health concerns. Joining us to sort it all out is mold expert and the author of My House is Killing Me. He's my good friend, Jeff May. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Hi Tom. So we should tell everybody, Jeff, that you and I sort of started in the home inspection business many, many years ago. I and think both of you were a... afraid of mold, but Jeff took it on head first. Actually, Jeff did take it on head first because I think there's a very interesting story to how you became such an expert of this. And we should mention that Jeff's book, My House is Killing Me, is published by Johns Hopkins. So this is uh, we are talking to one of the best experts in the field. But, Jeff, I always think it's fascinating um, the fact that you had a super sensitivity to mold and basically you turned it into a career. Yeah, that's right. I uh, wear the mold mantle. Uh, you know, I, I know the, I, I take uh, samples when I go around. I don't just take a sniff. My sniffer really helps me, but uh, I have some pretty sophisticated equipment along in addition to my nose, which, of course, I always have. So, Jeff, when you have a moldy attic, is that always an indication of a moisture problem? Yes, always, always, always. If you've got mold, you've got moisture. And what are most likely the causes for the attic moisture? The most common cause is a bathroom uh, exhaust fan that's vented into the attic, and it's not properly vented to the outside. It can't just be going into the soffit. It has to be attached to a vent cap that goes outside. That's a good point because people think when they stick, you know, they turn that fan on, they, they forget about it. But unless there's a hose connected to that that actually takes it right to the exterior, all of that warm, moist air is going to condense against that cold sheathing, and, and then you're going to rain in your attic, basically. Yeah, and that's a, I mean, that's a good point. If, if you don't know if you have a problem, uh, you go up in the, on a cold night in the middle of the winter and look at the nails and see if there's ice on the nails, and then you look down beneath the nails, you can see sometimes stains on the, she, on the, um, on the floor and the insulation. With yeah, it. you can actually see that the, the condensation, Leslie, will, will, can, will grab the nail from the roofing nail the actual nail, it'll run down that nail shaft and then drip right below. So and you'll I've seen get indoor many, many... icicles. Yeah, that's right. I've seen icicles on, on the nails. You know, the other thing, Jeff, that strikes me when you're trying to manage moisture in the attic is I don't think people have enough attic vents. I mean, not only do they dump a lot of moisture in there, but typically, especially when you see one of these houses that were built, say, between, you know, 1955 and 1970, they have, you know, a couple of roof vents, a couple of soffit vents, but they really don't, the attic doesn't breathe very well. Well, it's true, but uh, it is a, the problem is bigger than that, too, because even a lot of the ridge vents that people put on are, are too blocked up. They don't have enough circulation. So uh, the best thing is to get continuous strip vents in the soffit and then a, and a relatively open uh, strip vent at the ridge and make sure that they cut the wood out, because I'm sure you've seen it, as I have, where the installer never cuts the wood. So, Jeff, say you find some mold in your attic. How do you know what's manageable as a homeowner? What should you tackle on your own? Well, if it's a small amount of mold, I think it, you know people can uh, vacuum something, vacuum and and then spray paint it. Uh, but if there's you know if it's a large area, there can be some health issues, and I think they ought to really have a professional uh, take a look at it. Uh, sometimes you have to replace the insulation if it's been if it, a lot of the mold has fallen into the insulation.
Jeff is giving right now to make sure your attic has adequate ventilation and to, if you see mold problems, to, to get to it quick. And by the way, if you have questions on this particular topic, Jeff did work with us on creating the Mold Resource Guide, which is available on moneypit.com under ideas and tips. There's almost every basic mold question you might have from what it is to what to do about it to who pays for it is available right there on moneypit.com. Again, click on ideas and tips and then the mold resource guide put up there courtesy of our guest Jeff May, author of My House is Killing Me. And Jeff, now you're working on a new book now, right? Is that correct? Well, actually, we, we got two books. One is called After the My House is Killing Me. There's the Mold Survival Guide, which as, is all about mold. And then My Office is Killing Me is coming out in, uh, in March. It's Johns Hopkins University Press, and that's going to be about schools and office buildings where people get sick from breathing uh, contaminants such as mold. Well, it seems to me that the conversation around the old office water cooler, Leslie, might change a bit after that book comes out, huh? Well, it depends if it's leaking, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Jeff May, author of My House is Killing Me. Thanks again for stopping by The Money Pit. Okay, Money Pit listeners, you want to make your window washing easier and less expensive? Well, we've got a handy hint that's hot off the press. We'll give you the news right after this. Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. Eight-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. Did you know that the air inside your home can be up to 100 times more polluted than the air outside? No matter how clean you keep your home, It's littered with harmful contaminants like viruses, bacteria, and mold, pet dander, dust, and pollen. Contaminants that cause illness and make allergies and asthma much more severe. Thankfully, there's a way to make your home healthy. The April Air Electronic Air Cleaner. Using the best air cleaning technology available, April Air is the only whole home air cleaner that effectively removes harmful contaminants, even viruses, from the air your family breathes. And that makes your whole home a comfortable, healthy place to be. Your family deserves the best, so why not give them the best? Make your whole home healthier with the April Air Electronic Air Cleaner. April Air. Fresh ideas for indoor air. When you took your first steps or drove your first car, there was someone there to coach you through it. But when it's time to put a new faucet in, it's just you, a confusing set of instructions, and that nervous, gnawing feeling in your belly. That's where I come in. As the Peerless Faucet Coach, I can help you through every step of your installation. Starting with the hardest part, getting the old faucet out. For a free undo-it-yourself guide, visit faucetcoach.com. Then get ready to turn your dreams into hot and cold running reality. Hello, this is Gary Sinise. The men and women in our military are on the front lines defending our freedom. They are working very hard to bring stability to some very dangerous places and to help make this a much safer world for all of us. But we can't take our heroes for granted. Americans everywhere are joining together to send an important message to those who proudly serve. For your service and sacrifice, your patriotism and devotion, America supports you. Visit americasupportsyou.mil and thank the troops for your freedom. 
The Money Pit is sponsored by The Home Depot. With a guaranteed low price and the know-how to make every dollar work harder. You can do it. We can help. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Okay, Leslie, here's a tip to keep your windows sparkling clean and to do so on the cheap. Cheap is good. Cheap is very good, and clean, sparkling windows better. All right, here's what you do. First of all, newspaper is an excellent replacement for expensive paper towels. It's always handy, and it completely eliminates the streaks, which I might add, my paper towels don't seem to be able to do. No, and no matter how many times you just wipe it away, it still ends up with the streaks, and you won't notice it until a sunny day, and then you're like, ugh. Exactly. And the second thing is you don't need commercial glass cleaner. You can make your own. Really? Using, yeah, white vinegar and water. If you have a spray bottle left over from maybe some old cleaner that you bought or one of those plant sprayer bottles, just put water in there. And, you know, two or three teaspoons of white vinegar works very, very well. However, don't use red vinegar or your house will smell like a salad. <laughs> and then your pets will be licking the windows and that will be very bad. <laughs> Man, that white vinegar is like a miracle worker. It gets it really rid of is. sticky like adhesives. You can do so much with it. It's fantastic. Keep a bottle of that around your house and you're all set. All right. Well, to keep your carpets nice and clean like your newly clean windows, we've got a great prize to give away this hour. It's the Vax X5. It's a super fancy vacuum and it's designed to actually make vacuuming fun. It's got an easy reach cleaning wand that extends 11 feet so you don't have to stretch or bend or climb up on chairs or get up on your husband's shoulders, whatever you do. And it has a 27-foot cord that retracts with an easy-to-use foot control so it's really user-friendly. And what I like about that vacuum is it has no bags. You just press a button, the dirt comes out through the bottom. Excellent. It's also got a HEPA filter. You know, we were talking about mold earlier in the hour. Having a HEPA filter vacuum is a good thing to vacuum out all of those allergen-producing things that are in the air. So it's a good idea to do that because you don't want to put more dust back, have more dust come out of the vacuum than what goes into the vacuum. It's worth about 300 bucks. We're going to give it away on this hour of the program. One eight 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 Money Pit. Leslie, who's next? Bobby in Mississippi wants to know how he can save some energy dollars. How can we help? Yes, uh, last fall we installed a new roof, and I had them put some wind turbines, two wind turbines up there, and I was wondering if they would save me money during the winter if I were to cover those up with a like a plastic bag or something. No. No? No, you need vents. Even during the winter? Well, it's Absolutely. Got, uh, well, here's why you need vents in the winter, Bobby. If, you, if, you, you, if your attic is not ventilated 24-7, 365, what's going to happen? Your house isn't going to heat as properly as it should. Well, what will happen is that, that you're gonna, it's going to cost you more money to heat because what happens is you'll get moisture that forms inside the attic, and then those moisture saturates the insulation, and the insulation doesn't work. If you have your insulation and you let it get 2% damp, it loses one-third of its ability to insulate. For every 2% moisture, you lose a third of the R value. So those vents actually help keep that insulation dry in the wintertime. A drafty attic is a very good thing. You know, a drafty, a drafty house is not, but a drafty attic is good. <laughs> okay, well, that's, that's what I was wondering about. Uh, somebody told me, well, you'll, you'll save money in the winter if you cover your uh, turbines up. Well, now you know. And, and in fact, um, just so you know, those spinning roof vents are probably not the best way to vent your your roof. Um, continuous soffit vent and a ridge vent beats a, beats, beats a turbine vent well, any I day. Well, I also have those. Oh, good. Uh, and I was, you know, but I, you just I, figured more was better, huh? Yeah, well, All right. while they were doing it. <laughs> well, it's not going to hurt you now, but definitely don't cover them up, okay? Leave them open for that reason. Oh, okay. All right, Bobby, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 
Kirk in Texas listens to the Money Pit on KGKL, and you're looking for a primer. What do you want to paint? Uh, like the cement siding, like hardy plank. Now, do you have um, some of the original siding on your house that's uh, that's hardy plank, or use this newer stuff? Uh, so it's it's your uh, original. How old is this uh, siding, Kirk? Oh, I'd say about ten years. Okay. Um, you know, the nice thing about uh, hardy plank siding is because it's not organic, it's dimensionally stable, so it actually holds paint a lot longer than any kind of wood siding ever would. The key here is proper preparation, and I would say to start with a primer, even though it's 10 years old. Well, always, because you want to make sure that there's proper adhesion. And this way, the primer is going to go over any sort of dirt or dust that you're not able to fully get off when you thoroughly clean the house. Now, is the, is the siding painted right now, Kirk? No, it's, it's not. And what I understood, they, that, you know, originally they didn't prime the uh, siding. Okay, well, that's and, a and good thing that it's priming not... priming it, and then I heard sometimes it, you know, it, it, it sits up and stuff, and it's best to put another coat of primer even if it has one. Yeah, it's good that it's not been painted because this way you're kind of starting fairly clean. You want to make sure that you pressure wash it first and then give it a couple of days in the sun to really dry out. Then I would recommend an oil-based primer. Is an this oil a, base? Yeah, is this clapboard? It, it's like, uh, the like a clapboard? nine and a half, you know, with the blind nailing. Right, exactly. Horizontal. Um, yeah, you know, if you can, the best way to apply the primer is with a sprayer because you kind of get it up into everything. But if not, you could brush it on. But the oil-based primer is going to give you the best adhesion, and then you could use a latex top coat over that. Is there any need of, like, any kind of silicone or acrylic or... No, just a good quality exterior. Use an oil-based latex? You don't have to use an oil-based top coat, but the oil-based bottom coat gives you better adhesion on, on the cement siding. And will stick better to whatever's already on there. Yeah, you see, the, 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 the problem with paint is that you can either get a lot of color or you could get good adhesion, but you can't get a paint that has good adhesion and color at the same time. So that's why you use a primer, because it sets the surface up and gives you good adhesion, and then use a top coat with the color. And now, you know, we're down here in a lot of this high heat, and I was wondering, like, if I start off with a... You know, a super high gloss or gloss, and the time the heat cooks it a couple of summers, what would, you know, would I end up losing some gloss through that, you know? You, you will use lose some gloss. I wouldn't recommend a really high gloss because what's going to happen is as the light washes across that, it shows any defects, which could be anything from, uh, you know, rippled siding to uh, nails coming through to drippy paint lines. Glossy paint really shows a lot. I would stick with a, a semi-gloss. Semi-gloss, the time yep. it... And kind of settle in real nice. Okay. Is there any particular brands that you recommend? Or? I would just use a top shelf brand, you know, good quality brand. Because if you use a lesser quality brand, you're going to end up just purchasing more paint to yeah, equal the, expense, the amount of coverage you would get for a better quality paint. Is it good just to, if I use a good primer, is just one top coat good or should I do two? or Probably two top coats. Two top coats. Yep. Okay. All right, Kirk. Okay, well, I right, appreciate go, it. Go for it. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Okay, Money Pit listeners, how many times have you cleaned your bathroom tiles only to have ugly black mold and mildew come back all over again? You know, it happens to everyone, and it's actually happened to one of our emailers. Well, we'll tell him and all of you how to get rid of that mold for good right after this break. Eight 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 Money Pit.
This portion of the Money Pit is being brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable prices. Available exclusively at The Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Two ways to reach this program. one 888 Pit is the telephone number, 888-666-3974. Or you could email us. All right, and Roger from New Jersey did just that, and he writes, I keep getting mold under the caulk in my shower. I think I'm doing it right, but I still need to scrape and reapply it every two years. What am I doing wrong? Hmm. Well, there's a whole bunch of things you could be doing wrong, Roger. Um, Leslie, the first thing I would suggest is that he's using the wrong kind of caulk. Well, I was going to say that he's not letting the area behind the caulk dry out before reapplying. Well, that could be, too, because, you know, if you have moisture or if you have not properly cleaned that area and, in fact, left some mold, some algae behind there, and then you put caulk on top of it, you kind of get this greenhouse effect where everything grows under it and up right through it. So why don't we review sort of the proper steps for uh, re-caulking your bathtub or your shower. The first thing you need to do is obviously get rid of the old caulk. Now, you don't have to do this all with like your muscle power. You can use a product called a caulk softener, which is kind of like a paint stripper, but it's for caulk. And what it basically does is softens the caulk and makes it really soft and rubbery. So easy for you to peel it out. So it's real easy for you to peel it out, right? And once you get that old caulk out of there, then you need to wipe that lip of the tub down, for example. And I like to use a bleach and water solution there. And because that does two things, it cleans it and it kills any mold or mildew that's left behind. That might behind. be living back there. Third step, Leslie. Fill the tub with water. Why? Why would you fill the tub with water? We are ah, always asked. Because someday you're going to use that tub, you're going to fill it with water, and it's going to condense down into the ground below it. Now, if it does that and you didn't have the water in there, the caulk is going to stretch out. If you've got the water in there, it's already in at its most stretched out point. So when you empty the tub, it shrinks back up. That's right. And so that's the hot tip. Always fill the tub with water first. Now, the second thing you want to do, I mean, the next thing you want to do is to choose your caulk properly. Don't just get a bathtub caulk. Get one that has a mildicide in it. Uh, one that I use a lot is called. Is made by DAP. It has an additive called Microband, which is sort of like the Intel inside. It's mm-hmm. the smart part of the caulk. And it is an antimicrobial additive that prevents mold from being able to grow in and around and through that caulk. So if we do everything correctly, if you remove the old caulk, if you wipe the lip of the tub down with, um, with bleach, if you fill the tub with water, and then you use an antimicrobial caulk, like the one with microband in it, then you will have a one really good caulk job that won't pull out. Yeah, it's all really good tips. And you know what? There's nothing more frustrating than seeing those black spots reappear on the caulk. So a couple of quick, easy steps, and you'll never see them again. All right, Leslie, let's talk maintenance. That is the topic of today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. I particularly like the fact that you're providing some advice on getting maintenance for your air conditioning system because you and I both know how many calls we're going to get (laughs) during the hot, hot parts of summer from people whose systems have all of a sudden broken down and ceased to function. Yeah, and when your air conditioner conks out, there is nothing not nearly as fun as being, you know, hot and sticky in your house. So let's think about getting it ready for the summer months and keeping it running smoothly. So if you find your air conditioner isn't exactly leaving you cold, it could be time to do some troubleshooting. So central air conditioning units need regular maintenance to work efficiently. So first make sure you check the filter and condenser are clean. Because remember, dirty condenser coils can be brushed or vacuumed, so that'll keep them nice and clean. If the system 
leaks water, a clogged condensation drain is likely at fault. And if the unit runs but doesn't cool, the refrigerant could be low. And that's a condition that is easily repaired by a service professional. So if it doesn't work, it's not entirely bad. Just go through our list and you should be fine. And don't wait until July to tackle your air conditioning maintenance needs. It's too late, guys. You'll have to wait in line. Well, before we charge off to the rest of our day, we want to let you know that coming up next week on The Money Pit, we're going to talk about rechargeable batteries like the ones that you get with your power tools. You know how to get rid of them safely? That's coming up next week on the program. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone.